When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Good evening, everybody, or good morning, depending on when you see this. I'm Hondo Carpenter, recapping day two of the NFL Draft. I'm here at the Raiders headquarters inside the media room where just literally a few moments ago, Dave Ziegler was sitting uh, where I am right now recording this podcast, um, where they broke down the draft. Obviously, if you didn't see yesterday's podcast breaking down day one, you should um, today, we're going to get into a lot of details. We're going to go and get into a lot of information. We're going to share a lot with you, so I hope you're patient. But I believe it will be beneficial to you, the listener, just to get an idea of what went down here today in Henderson, because I know there's a lot of speculation and thought, and I want to give you the best information that I can. Now, I want to say something to you before we get started. It is imperative to me that fans know um I'm going to give you the best information that I get right here in the building. I've talked to every one of the draft picks, talked to Ziegler, talked to people around the league. If you followed me on Twitter, um, I broke most of the draft picks uh, today on day two, um, thanks to people all around the league. But the reason I say that is this. You're allowed to have any opinion you want. I'm not going to try to convince you of anything. You're welcome to think of what you want, and but I'm going to tell you why I feel like this. I think that's why you turn into me, because I am here. 
and you expect me to give you good information. But I'm not going to talk down to you because you're a fan or I'm not going to try to tell you what you should think. But I'm always going to give you the most clear and accurate information that I can. I want to reiterate because invariably I get people who want to attack if they disagree with an opinion. I don't work for the Raiders and I don't get paid by the Raiders. And the Raiders aren't going to pull my credentials when I'm critical. They're an organization. I'm a member of the Pro Football Writers Association. They're not, they're professionals. They don't care. I mean, they want, uh, I mean, obviously they want the best coverage that they can get, but they understand we're professionals and we have a job to do. And as long as you keep it professional, that's just the way the whole system works. So I just want you to know right up front, I'm going to give you the information that I have. Most of it I can give you. There's some things I can't, and you'll understand that a little bit later. In fact, next week, I'm going to have an article. If you read my Derek Carr, what went into the Derek Carr Raiders divorce? And then I did another article about what's going on inside the Raiders from the NFL executives around the league opinion. Next week, I'm going to take you inside the Raiders draft with a ton of inside information and just how things went down kind of give you a tour behind the scenes um, that I think that you'll really appreciate and enjoy. Um, so let's start this. The Raiders tried to move up into the bottom of the first round last night. I covered this last night, so I'm not going to spend a lot of time here. The price was too high. So they began to, and I reported this, work the phones. They, they were talking to Pittsburgh. Now, Pittsburgh wanted Joey Porter. If the Raiders could have got into the first round, uh, they were probably going to take Joey Porter. In fact, um, I want to be as 100% accurate as I can without saying too much. Let's just say had they moved into the first round, I think Joey Porter would have been a Raider. Okay, does that work? Um, but, the, but there was still enough players that they really liked that they didn't want to give up a lot of capital to get into that. And I don't blame them. They, they could see the board coming to them. There were a couple of really great prospects on the board, Porter being one um, that was there, even though everyone was pretty certain he was going to go to Pittsburgh and, and some other guys. Now, so they start working the phones early. Um, they made an offer to the Steelers, uh, a legitimate offer. But the Steelers didn't want to move down to where the Raiders were picking because um, they didn't want to lose Porter. And so the Raiders didn't make a deal. Eventually, the Raiders, Raiders were able um, to move up, and they uh, got a tight end out of um, Notre Dame that they had 15th on their board. That's how highly they thought of him, Michael Mayer. Now, I know that there were two. This is a very deep draft of tight ends. There were two that they had as, as, as 1A and 1B. 1A for them um, that they really, really liked and they thought was the best was Mayer. And 1B was Kincaid, the kid out of Utah. Um, they they would have been happy to have gotten either one. They was 1A, 1B. They preferred Mayer, but they liked Kincaid a lot as well. Now, it fell to them and they were able to get Mayer. So again, their first two picks are trench guys. Obviously, the first one, we don't need to get into Tyree Wilson, um, but the second one being Mayor. Now, let me tell you a little bit about Mayor, and I, I want you to get this because I'm not just giving you their observations. 
I'm giving you observations from around the National Football League. There were several teams that had Mayer as their top tight end. So your answer, I mean, your question, which would be legitimate as a fan, is if everybody had him that high, how would he slip to the second round? You may remember months ago I've been telling you since prior to the Combine that every general manager and executive I talked to said it's the deepest tight end draft of all time. And so those guys slipped because there was so many tight end talents, they needed to go up and get some guys that filled needs that maybe there wasn't a lot of guys available um, in the later rounds. So to get their number 15 guy where they did, absolute A. Now let me tell you what I get, not just Raiders, but around the NFL, a scouting report on him is that he's a huge body, a huge body, and he's got the toughness of Mark Bavaro. You may remember him. Uh, he was a New York Giants tight end. But he has extremely soft hands um, with the ability to catch like Gates. Um, Antonio Gates, you may remember him. So this was a no-brainer. Again, very tough. He's going to be on the line. He's going to be a, a sixth offensive lineman. This guy, he loves to put people – in fact, he, he said today – uh, talking to him, he loves to bury guys in the dirt. This is a guy that's going to have a lot of nasty um, on the offensive line in the running game. He's also a guy, though, that's going to get out in routes. He's going to go into the seam. He's going to create space. He's awesome in the red zone. And you guys know this offense was terrible in the red zone. Now, in fairness to Josh McDaniels, he has traditionally been a super good red, red uh, zone coach, the problem is, is he didn't have the tight ends that fit the system last year. Obviously, Foster Moreau's gone. Darren Waller's a giant. So this is the kind of guy that they really needed. <clears throat> He's an instant impact. He'll be a starter and an instant impact guy. He's also a four-down guy. Let me explain what I mean. Darren Waller ran great pass routes. Now, he dropped a lot of balls, but he ran good pass routes, but he struggled with his health. This guy is super tough. He's not coming out in running situations. He's going to get in there and get nasty and block. Second of all, he's a great pass catcher, very sure hands. And third of all, the best ability is availability. And he's got it. He does. He, he He's there. He plays every game. So it's a great pick. Again, like Wilson, I give it an A. Both of them, great picks. Then we came to the Raiders' second pick of the day. Now, you may remember coming into the day they had four picks. They had to get get rid of one of them to move up to get Mayor, which is easy price to pay. And they went and got Byron Young from Alabama. Now, this is where fans got a little touchy. And I, I don't even think that's a word because that almost implies that fans did something wrong and you're entitled to whatever opinion you want. So I would just say this is where we maybe saw fans get a little spirited. Now, I need to explain something about the next two picks, and I'm going to do it at the end, so bear with me a little bit. But here's what they know that they needed. With their pass rush, they've got Max Crosby, Chandler Jones, and they're also able to put Tyree Wilson on the inside in obvious pass rushing situations. So they know what they can do. But they needed stud interior defensive lineman when it came to the run and Byron Young is a guy they had much higher on their board and I'm gonna explain all that in a minute so just please give me a minute 
that they had much higher on their board than where they picked him. He is a stud interior defensive lineman. He will be an immediate impact player on the defensive line. Now, several people on Twitter, when I said that, again, got a little um, frosty with me, and that's okay. I can handle it. Unless people cross the line, I, I don't have a problem with that. And they said, well, look at the guys they picked last year. Yeah, I did look at the guys. And and they picked a couple of guys they hoped that could develop. But none of them were this guy. And, and go look where they picked him. Now, Byron Young, you know, he was on a line with, with Will Anderson. And he's on a line at Alabama where if you're not a hockey fan, you don't appreciate this. But I'm from the Midwest. I'm from Michigan. And I love hockey. And in hockey, they they literally have lines, a first line, a second line, a third line of players, and they're constantly interchanging players to keep them healthy. That's where the Raider defense under Patrick Graham, where they want to get to. They want to get to a place where the defensive line is interchangeable. Now, that really stuck with Josh McDaniels after the, the Patriots lost the Super Bowl. Remember the year they were undefeated and they lost to the Giants who had a defensive line like that. So that's why Josh McDaniels has that philosophy. Byron Young is a guy that they believe absolute impact, immediate player on the rushing game. This is a guy that's going to stuff the rush. He's going to be there in the middle. He's a space eater, which is going to create room for Spillane, the middle linebacker, and some of the other linebackers, because he's going to make people have to double team him. He's relentless. He just keeps coming. Now, remember I talked about when you select a player who's a rookie, they all have a developmental upside. Right now, Young will step in and can be an immediate impact player on the interior defense. Now, a lot of people laughed at me and whatever. Oh, immediate impact, great. Way to tow the company line. I'm not. Not at all. But when you talk about an impact player, I'm going to give you a name. Now, his game is different than this guy, but they have very similar results uh, when it comes to the running rushing defense, not with passing. That's Halati Nada. Do you remember him with the Baltimore Ravens? Halati got was a space eater. He just ate up so much that he created a lot of dysfunction. Now, he's going to do that. He's going to require double teams. He's going to be an immediate impact in the rushing game, and he's so fast, and he has such a quick burst and short speed. Now, you may remember uh, Kalijah Cansey, who went to the Buccaneers, who I've had on this podcast, great guy, good friend, love him. Um, Kalijah Cansey was much more polished than Young on the defensive rush and pass rush, excuse me, and rushing defense. Young isn't. And I'm not saying he is, but he's just as good as uh, Clancy on the run defense. But the Raiders also see an upside that he started to get some reps because at Alabama they do, and this is where I start to talk about the hockey lines, they do so much of the lines that a lot of those guys, okay, you're a specialist on the run, come out, we'll put a pass rusher in there. And so this is a guy who played a ton of games, a ton of reps for Alabama, at the position, you maybe don't see the stats that you would look for, but it's because you're not seeing the sacks, the sack totals, because they brought him out and 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 again kept him fresh. But Dave Ziegler is very convinced this guy's upside as an interior pass rusher is very strong. So they're very happy with the guy. 
Now, I understand, and I want you to hear me because I mean this with complete respect. If you're a Raider fan and you don't trust the organization, then that's fine, and your opinion is germane. But if you do, then you can go to the Internet and find a lot of people, different draft boards, and get their opinions. But if you do trust this regime, then I say that you should trust their draft board. Now, I want to explain something to you. When I'm doing my evaluations, I think I have a good view of what people do and don't do, but I don't trust me. I don't trust me. I go to other NFL executives, scouts, general managers. I'm friends with a bunch of college coaches, and I want to find out from them what they think. What do they think of guys? What are they hearing? And then I weigh it and balance it, and that's where I come up with my opinion. But some media guy just sitting in an office doesn't mean that he doesn't know how to evaluate, but it's just one person's opinion. So if you want to run to the internet and say, well, this person said this is a fourth round or a fifth round or whatever, again, that's your choice. I'm not going to argue with you. I'm going to go with what I hear. So I think Byron Young was a really good pick here. I'm going to give him a solid B minus. I think it was a good pick. Now, the reason I say a solid B minus is I think he fits there. He fits exactly what the need is. His feed is perfect. I do think that there's a chance that they could have waited and got him a little bit later. But at the end of the day, they could have possibly done that with Max Crosby and look how he turned out. So again, I'm, I'm going to give it a B minus. If it was a little bit of a lower pick, I would have probably moved it to a B or a B plus. But I'm going to give it a B minus. Again, everyone I talk to, the same talent evaluation about the guy. So he fits a big need for the Raiders. He will immediately impact. But again, probably could have dropped a little bit, but that's okay. If nobody's offering enough to go back and you think somebody may jump ahead and get him, then you get him a little early. The next guy was the last pick of the night was Trey Tucker, the wide receiver out of Cincinnati, the Bearcats. Now, this is a guy who's played a ton of football in big games. I know that Cincinnati doesn't play the toughest schedule, but remember they were in the playoff. And so he's played in some big games. He reminds a lot of people of Julian Edelman. He is super fast. He's crafty. He is tough. Now he was a state. I don't know if he was a state champion or in the state championship in Akron, Ohio. So he's a toughness of a of a wrestler. He's small, so he's going to get in between some of those big corners. He's super fast, so he's going to spread the field. And let's be honest, you saw last year with Devontae Adams, and there was needs for speed to go out there and spread the field, and it just did not happen. So he brings all that. He's a healthy guy, sure hands, tough as nails. He's a gunner on special teams, so he's not afraid to go down and get his nose dirty and smack somebody and make tackles. But he also can return kicks and punts with his speed, this was a good pick. Now, I need to explain a couple things to you, and I, I hope you're listening. I questioned the pick, and I put, hmm, on Twitter because I thought, again, they could have waited and got him a little lower. But I want to share a couple things with you. Again, he was higher than where they picked him on their draft board. Now, you may be saying, well, the Raiders can just say that. Well, you're right. They could, except I know these people outside of media 
on a private basis. And that's not the way they operate. They're integrous. They're not liars. So I certainly do. You don't have to trust me, but I certainly do believe them. But here's the other thing that Dave Ziegler was telling me. You know, both those young men went to the senior bowl. So the Raiders were able to get significant time with them, one-on-one time, coaching time with them that you don't get with most most with most prospects. And they fit the same mold of a Michael Mayer and a Tyree Wilson. They're hard practicers. They love the game of football. They play at a brutally tough level. They're guys that money's not going to change them. They have high football IQs. So again, if you don't trust the Raiders, and that's fine, you can go trust a media guy and that nothing wrong with that. But I trust the people who I know. And again, Trey Tucker was another guy talking to people around the league. They really liked him, thought he was a really good player. Um, And again, every evaluation the Raiders had is what I heard. I heard not one negative on him or Mayer. But I was interesting to me because they have a bevy of wide receivers. Why do you go get a guy with the exact same skill set as Hunter Renfro and some of the other receivers that they signed this offseason? And now it gets us into the next issue. Many of you know I broke the story um, a few months ago that I was hearing from around the NFL that people were calling the Raiders interested in trading for Hunter Renfro and that while the Raiders weren't shopping, they were listening. Um, I've been hearing that more and more. It's heating up. I don't believe that the Raiders... Um, We're desirous to get rid of Hunter Renfro, and I'm not sitting here right now saying they are. But I believe that's coming into more focus, and I can tell you now that I will be surprised if Hunter Renfro is not traded. Um, Before, I told you I was 50-50. Now I'm telling you I will not be surprised. So if you move up and you get a guy, or or, excuse me, stay where you're at and get a guy and Trey Tucker, that some of the other people may say um, they had lower on their board, but you spent a lot of time with him. You know him. You know his ethic. You know it fits you perfectly. And he reminds you of a Julian Edelman. And remember what Josh McDaniels did with Julian Edelman. And you think, okay, there's a possibility that I'm I'm, I'm going to get rid of Hunter Renfro. This makes sense. Now, if they don't trade Hunter Renfro, I'm going to be really blunt with you. They went and got a great athlete and all that, but I think it was a mistake. But if Hunter does go, I think it was a good move. So I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt that that's coming. And uh, if you choose not to, that's fine. I'm going to. And so assuming that Hunter gets traded, I'm going to give this Tucker pick again. Um, If Hunter gets traded, I'm going to give it a, a solid B. So for the day, you got an A, a B minus, and a B. But when you add Tyree Wilson in it, again, you're through three rounds of the draft. You have two first-rounders, and you only made one first-round pick, and you got four immediate impact guys. I think the Raiders are doing good, and I still give their draft right now uh, an A. Now let's get into a little bit of the business, some things that went on. Again, the Raiders, you saw Dave Ziegler was very patient, he didn't overpay for anybody, and uh, he he kept exactly what he needed to do. In fact, he probably underpaid for mayor. So that's a good thing on, on Dave's part. 
So what do you look for coming into day four? Excuse me, day three, rounds four, uh, four, five, six, and seven. Now it changes a little bit. And the first two days of the draft, you don't take a lot of risks. You got to get guys that are impact players, guys that you know are going to be there. And the Raiders did that. But now you can take some risks. Now you can say, okay, you know, a little bit of development. This guy may make it somewhere, but you can take a little bit more of the risk. And I expect the Raiders to. I know there was a lot of people surprised no quarterbacks were taken. But I had told you last night, I would not be shocked if there was no quarterback taken today. And I wasn't. Um, I am going to tell you a couple things. Raider fans were being really strung along on Will Levis, which made no sense to me. Uh, Will Levis was not an option at any point for the Las Vegas Raiders. He was not coming to Las Vegas. You say, well, why'd they bring him in? And why'd they do all of this? Well, remember, I told you, ideally, they wanted to trade their pick if there wasn't a guy like a Tyree Wilson or a Will Anderson there. So they did their job. So that was not an option. Hendon Hooker was an option. But Hendon Hooker was not a guy. I mean, they liked him. I'm not trying to say they didn't. But there were a lot of guys they liked. So if there's somebody on your board that you have, and I'm just going to say, let's say their board's um, one through 100. And let's say they had Tucker as a 25. Let's say they said, hey, you know what? We, we think he's um, a really good quarterback. Now, I know there was one quarterback that they had in their top five, a guy that if he would have fallen, they would have picked him but nobody expected him to get there. Then there was a significant let off. But in that next group of players is a Hendon Hooker. But, and, and he was in there, and, and there was another player in there. But then there's another group of players in this next level that while they were not Hendon Hooker, they were guys they liked almost as much. So if you see a guy there and you believe in a Byron Young and you say, man, we got to get an impact at the point of attack on Rush, plus look at his upside. You know, this guy could be a steal if we're able to develop him as a pass rusher. Okay, you know what? We got him, like it would say a Hendon Hooker is a 40, but man, we got this guy as a 20. All right, we're and, but look at there's still a bunch of really good Porter quarterbacks that we have rated maybe not as high as Hendon, but as, but close, that I'm willing to take my guy and move in. I know there was a lot of panic. Um, I saw some people on on Twitter tweeting at me, well, I don't, I don't care how good the picks are. You just lost a franchise quarterback. Well, I'm going to tell you something. I don't know anyone in the NFL that saw Hendon Hooker as a franchise quarterback. I know people in the NFL who thought he could become that, who certainly thought he had the talent to one day evolve in that, but let's not pretend, you know, he was an elite quarterback that belonged in the first round. He's still coming off of injury. It's still, you know, there he's healing. But uh, a lot of people said, you know, they just concerns there. Let's just leave it there. So they go and, and they don't get their get a quarterback, which, again, I prepped you for. But now we go into day, you know, four, five, six, seven. Excuse me, day three, but rounds four, five, six, seven. Look for the Raiders to go get some guys who maybe are diamonds in the rough. Guys are going to need a little bit of time to develop, and they're going to be able to develop them. They're going to dress defensive back. But I, I do expect them to get a quarterback tomorrow, and there are several, so I'm not. you shouldn't be worried about it. 
But I want to address one other subject that I think is very germane. A lot of fans, um, I, I want to think, I want to word this absolutely um, as honestly but respectfully as I can. A lot of fans seem to be panicking. Well, but they're not, they don't they haven't got a linebacker yet. Remember Henry Tuo Tuo Tuo. 2020 was still there. And I know I pronounce it wrong, but the linebacker from Alabama, you know, was a guy I had him taken in a lot of the drafts. Uh, there's a Dewan Jones, um, a guy that gained a lot of weight, but he still played at a high level. The, the offensive tackle, I, I still um, see them potentially there. I'll be stunned tomorrow if they don't get a quarterback, don't get an offensive lineman, and don't get a defensive back and probably a linebacker. But there are going to be some guys, there are going to be some development. Now, again, I still think there's some guys who, who can step in and start next year, but there are going to be some development. But I want to remind you of something. There are still free agents out there that they can go bring in for one or two-year deals to fill holes, not overpay them. There still are trades. That's a That's a big one. So if they go get a guy and you say, well, they got somebody at that position already. Yep, they do. But they can trade one of those people if some of these guys hit early in camp or in mini camps or OTAs. So they want to build through the draft. Dave Ziegler talked about it tonight. In fact, you can go to Sports Illustrated's Las Vegas Raiders Insider um, and see the video. You can you know check it out and, and go to my Twitter. You can see it. But the thing you want to get is this roster is not done. There's still a lot of good free agents out there. There's still a lot of guys available for trades where other teams have selected people and now the Raiders can make a pick and go make a trade. So don't necessarily panic. Now, you want your team to fill those needs in the draft because then you got them under long-term contracts, which is something that Dave Ziegler um, talked about tonight. So I get that. I understand that. But Rome wasn't built in a day. Look at Philadelphia, look at Kansas City, the way that they've been drafting in this draft. You know, they're able to let things come to them because they've built a roster with depth. The Raiders for years have struggled with drafting and poor drafting. So they're still trying to accumulate guys. I know nobody wants to hear that. And if you don't want to believe me or you want to call me a working for the franchise and you go right ahead, even though it's not true, I'm not going to get mad at you. But the point is, they're going to continue to build the roster. They're going to continue to, to methodically pick guys, try to develop some guys, and see what they can do. But there's still a long ways to filling this roster out. So I'm going to say this. I think there's going to be several um, roster spots filled after the draft from guys they didn't pick. Just keep your eye on that. Remember, there's a corner, Rocky Sin, who's out there. So if there's a, another guy higher on the board, then they have a defensive back. They may say, okay, let's take this guy at this position because we know we can go get a rock or go get somebody else or, or make a trade. So overall, I think right now the Raiders are sitting at an A or an A minus. In my opinion, they've gotten good depth, solid players. They've gotten guys that fit the mold of what they want. They play the scheme that they want. They got guys that are you may remember me telling you how Josh McDaniels, they spend a lot of time, more than any other team in the National Football League, in the classroom. Smart guys, 
good players understand the game. And uh, I think it's been a good day for the Raiders. Again, I don't blame anyone if you're not happy. But my job is to give you the best information and then allow you to make the opinions and, and formulate however you want to feel. Not going to try to convince you. One more side note before I let you go tonight. Got to spend uh, some good time with Tyree Wilson. What a fine young man. Great player. Man, the Raiders just stole him. It's pretty funny. And in the facility, ready to go, hardworking young man. And this is a guy, Raider Nation, you got a guy that you're going to like your kids rooting for, you're going to like to root for, a guy that really appreciate what it means to be a Raider, really respectful of the organization, and I think you guys are going to be happy. So I'm Hondo Carpenter. This is Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation, Las Vegas Raiders Insider Podcast, presented by the Fans First Sports Network. Thanking you for joining me again right here in the facility. We'll see you all tomorrow for day three. We'll have a day, a recap of day three. And then Monday's podcast is going to be literally going through each pick. Then later in the week, we'll have another podcast going through the entire NFL, looking at the draft. And then, of course, late next week, my behind-the-scenes look of what happened. I want to thank you for sharing some of your time with me. I'm not entitled to your time. You give it to me, and I appreciate it, and I don't take it for granted. So for me... Here at the Las Vegas Raiders facility. Hope you have a great night. God bless you, everybody. Time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say: your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over a hundred social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today! At LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today. 
at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.